Today, we're going to talk about healthy conversations. We'll be right back. Well, hello, everybody. It's Timmy Gibson with you today for an episode of the Timmy Gibson Show. Until I can come up with a better name, that's what it is. But it's all about branding. Everybody tells me, just use your name. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not like Joe Rogan. I'm not like, you know, Martha Stewart, Harley Davidson, (laughs) Elvis Presley, Miley Cyrus, Britney Spears. I'm just Timmy Gibson. Hmm. So, yeah. Today, as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, that I want to talk about healthy conversations. There's a lot of things I don't do right in my life. There's a lot of things that I don't know anything about. But I do feel like I am a good conversationalist. And what I mean by that is... I can talk to someone with different opinions than me, than myself. Is that right? Is that proper English? And remain pretty, pretty calm, pretty chill. I I have to be honest. I, I, I struggle when someone, you know, is telling me I'm wrong. You know, that's just my own insecurity somewhere. I need to, I need to dig, you know, continue to dig into that and find out why that would even bother me. Um, Cause I don't like arguing. I don't, I, I don't mind discussions. I'm decently okay with debates as long as it's, you know, respectable and, you know, fair and all that. But when someone, when you're discussing something with someone who's not open, who's not also a good conversationalist, I guess, uh, that's the only thing that I really struggle with, but I think it's critically important. You know, I, I really think one of the, the things or one of the skills, one of the talents, I guess, I don't know that everyone, every human should possess is being able to talk to people that have different thoughts and different opinions. And so both sides. Okay. So coming from, from, let's just say, I'll start with my side. Then we'll talk about someone with an opposing view on the other side. I don't like when I hear, you know, and you're hearing a lot of this, especially within the political realm. I don't like attacking people. I don't mind attacking a belief or uh, dismantling a belief but to attack a person, I know that's a, that's a thing. Uh, a friend of mine, I was talking to a friend of mine and he's, and there's a word for it. Uh, he told me the word and I forgot it, but there was, there's a word for it that they, they use that in court that, you know, if they don't have any, if they can't attack what the person's saying, then they, they attack the character of the person so that you no longer trust what they're saying. Now, in a court situation, I can see that. I mean, if someone's a liar, but what they're saying is is bad for the case, you know, then obviously you want to destroy what the, that person's character so that what they're saying is destroyed too. So I, I get that concept. It's just, you know, when I'm talking to someone like 
if I'm because I'm pro-life, if I'm talking to someone who's pro-choice, I don't want to attack that person and, and call them stupid or they're dumb or attack them as a as you know you're a killer you just kill people like i never understood those tactics i don't i don't get that tell me tell me why you have that position and to be honest and i've said this before you know i am pro-life but pro-choice to me i get it i mean it, it it i i understand the reason the reasoning i you know it makes sense um I just can't go that way. Right. You know, it's just like, I, I can't, I can't agree to that, but I can understand the reasoning and I can understand the position. And I don't think someone that's uh, pro-choice is a, a baby killer, you know, um, and some would, you know, someone that thinks someone that typical pro-life people would say, well, Timmy, you're just, you know, you're naive to what it is. You know, you're not seeing it for clear. You know, I'm just calling it as it is. <sighs> I don't know. It's just something I've, and I don't know where I get this from. I don't, you know, I didn't take a course on how to, how to live in this world and have differences of opinion and yet still have friends. Because here's the thing for me, I do not want to just have one tribe of people that I'm a part of. And this is, this is something that's been true for my entire life. When I was in high school, I was friends with everybody. And I mean that. I was friends with the pot smokers. I was friends with the jocks, the preps. And this is, I'm telling, I'm giving away my era. <laughs> I graduated high school in 1987. And, you know, I was friends with the punk rockers. I was friends with the, the, which punk rockers is what I think they call goth. They call them goth now. And there's probably even another name now. I'd have to ask my kids what what the, what the names were, what the names are anyway. So, you know, I grew up being friends with everybody. And even as a 51 year old dude, I value all people, anybody that's human, anybody, anybody that's, that's breathing or has ever breathed. Um, there's something in common there with, with everyone and, and maybe this is just, you know, maybe this is just unique to some people, but that, you know, cause I have some friends that they also, when we, when we've talked about this, they've shared that, yeah, yeah, I was also friends with everybody. Um, so this has been something that's always been a, a big and an important part of, of my life was really trying to, you know, bridge the gap. And even with this particular podcast, you know, it's, it's wild. Um, I'm really enjoying doing this. I'm able to, to teach my truth or to, you know, to share my, my thoughts and my theology. And yet the, the, the tribe, if you will, I was a part of a tribe. So I graduated high school, went off to seminary, Pretty much after that, joined the tribe, the the fundamental evangelical Christian tribe, which, you know, I'm not in that tribe anymore. Uh, I still have evangelical friends that I love and respect, and I think they're awesome human beings. Uh, I just, you know, I just don't see see the world like that. I don't see God like that, Jesus like that, the Bible like that. I mean, I just see, I see things different 
uh, wildly. So some things I see the same, so other things I don't. Um, I, I had a discussion today with someone that's, that's a, you know, a Bible believing Bible thumping, you know, evangelical Christian. And, and every, dis- every time I have a, a discussion with someone like that, I always think to myself, okay, you're not trying to convince them of your way of thinking. And even if they try to convince you that you're wrong, that's okay. That's what they know. That's what they think they're supposed to do. You know, they think they're trying to save your soul. So they're doing it for, you know, their, their intention is good. (laughs) You know, you can, they're, they're sincere. Of course, you know, like I've said before, you can be sincere and be wrong, sincerely wrong, but you know, they are sincere. They do care. And it comes from a place of love. Now, not everything that comes from a place of love or not everything that's sincere, not everything that's even genuine from the heart doesn't make it true, right? And so that's been some of the stuff that I've really tried to work through is allowing myself to not get upset. This is something that I've really been working on. I mean, I have really been working on not allowing people to make me mad. And when I say mad, I mean, not that I get, you know, not that I lash out, but I mean, I just, I get mad and I just shut down or, you know, like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. You know, I just get really irritated. Um, and I'm trying to work on that and realize that everybody has beliefs, you know, everybody, everybody believes things the way they believe things. And, you know, who am I to think that I'm right and they're wrong and vice versa. So this, this skill or this talent or this thing, and I actually heard Joe Rogan talk about it. And when he talked about it, of course, you know, millions of people listen to his podcast and four people listen to mine, but, (laughs) but you four people, I love you. Uh, It it is important to, to be able to have a a conversation with someone that you differ from, and yet you can still be friends. You don't need to be in the tribe. You know, I was in that evangelical tribe. I was in that Bible thumping, Bible believing type of of tribe for a long time. And I don't know when I just couldn't be a part of that tribe anymore. And I think part of it was, you know, that my beliefs were changing so much. Um but anyway, so I, I think it, it's a it's a skill, it's a talent that everyone should learn, and no one can make anyone else mad unless you allow them. You know, what's that quote? It, no one can offend you unless you allow them to. That's so powerful. Um, a friend of mine, she always says, keep your eyes on your own page. Keep your eyes on your own page. Keep your eyes on your own page. And I love that sentiment because it really, it really is about that. It's, it's, I need to keep my eyes on my own page and what someone else believes. It's what they believe, just like I have my own beliefs. So what, what are some steps? Like how can we have better, healthier conversations? I think it goes back to something I've mentioned in another podcast or another episode And that's being able to remove yourself 
from your beliefs and realize that we aren't our beliefs, but we're we're a human that, that has beliefs. And just in the same way that I have come to my beliefs, you know, whoever you might be talking to or debating with or discussing something with, you know, they also have come to the conclusion that they've come to in similar ways. So when you kind of get that, I don't know, is that sympathy, empathy, you know, when you, when you kind of just try to seek to understand someone else rather than trying to get them to understand you, that's a Stephen Covey uh, quote. I think it says something like, uh, seek to understand before trying to be understood or something like that. And I think that's such a, a valuable uh, tool in communication. It's, it is important that when we're, and especially like, I mean, if you're in a relationship for, for sure, but typically in relationships, not always, but typically there's always, there's already a commonality on quite a few things, you know, typically in a relationship, they have similar worldviews, similar, similar political views, similar, again, I'm not saying the same, but similar, right? I mean, there's, 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 there's some definite connections and some, uh, commonalities with with what they believe typically in a relationship and same as families i mean again not always but typically uh in a family it's like the family is republican or democrat the family is you know like usually there's a lot of a, a commonality already it's when you begin to get out in the world and you begin to, you know, you're in the workplace and you're having interactions with other people. And especially now with social media, I mean, it's it's just, I, I stay out of all the debates on Facebook. I just can't. I just can't. I mean, I see stuff. I, I can't tell you how many times I've started typing things. And I just go, no, don't do it to me. Just no, just delete what you're, no. <laughs> I mean, too many times to, to, to even mention here. I mean, I'm actually, I'm a little embarrassed how many times I have typed out a response and then got to the end of it and just was like, no, no, you know, no one's going to change as a result of what I'm posting. No one's going to read this and go, oh my gosh, I'm wrong. <laughs> You know, that that's just not going to happen. And, you know, even right now, I mean, it's, I, I had a discussion recently with someone um, about a mask. They were, they were wearing a mask out, outdoors. And, and I, fortunately, I, I know this person and I said, can I, I go, can I just, I, I, I go, you know, I don't, I can't walk up to a stranger that's outside and ask them why, why they're wearing a mask. I said, but, you know, since I know you and you, you know, you know me and, we trust each other. I'm like, why are you wearing a mask outside? Like, I don't get it. Uh, I said, no one is within not even six feet from you. I mean, no one's within a <laughs> hundred feet from you. Of course, at this point I was talking to them and I was about 10 feet from them at this point. And, um, yeah, it was just an interesting conversation. You know, it was an interesting conversation because, you know, I'm, I'm definitely, so here's what's funny. <laughs> and I find this funny. I find this fascinating uh, when it comes to the mask. And also, also, you know, we talk about abortion. So, you know, abortion, I'm 
pro-life, but when it comes to masks, I'm pro-choice. <laughs> and uh, that's just a funny, and it's funny that a lot of pro-mask people, um, or I'm sorry, a lot of pro-choice people are, are pro-mask. And uh, wow, that, that's such, it's so fascinating to me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not, uh, I don't like the restriction of the mask. I don't like the way it feels. I don't like breathing my own. I, I, there's, there's so many reasons I don't like it. And I've, you know, I've read all the, I'd say all, I've not read all, uh, th- take that back. I've definitely not read all the research, but I've read a lot of research pro and, you know, v- mask no mask like i've read a lot of a lot of stuff and the the thing that's disappointing is it's there's no conclusive evidence you know there's there's it's not like it's not like a seatbelt a seatbelt clearly saves lives right yes there are the rare occasions that you need to get out of your car and you can't because your seatbelt's locked and you burn the you burn alive in your car but that that's such a rare occurrence, right? It's such a rare occurrence that that actually happens. Most of the time, the the seatbelt, in fact, does save your life. And if you would have, you know, people that have passed in a car accident, had they had a seatbelt on, they would have survived. So, you know, clearly the research has been done on something like that. Hence the reason I think they made it a law, a law, you know, buckle up. It's the law, right? So I, I think that um, when it comes to the masks, um, yeah, I'm I'm still you know I'm still. It's funny I I've flipped. I'm pro I'm pro life when it comes to abortion, but pro choice when it comes to masks. I'm especially, of course, I know that that I'm here in Kansas City and Kansas City, Missouri, and they just now made it uh, mandatory if you're indoors. So, you know, when you're grocery shopping and whatnot, you know, I, I definitely find, and I think anybody, even a pro mask person, I think would have to admit that some of the, some of the stuff is, is a little silly. For example, you can walk into a restaurant, but you have to have your mask on. But as soon as you get to the table, which is like 10 feet away, you can take your mask off. And of course, you know, my, the way my brain works is I'm like, well, then how about I just hold my breath? I'll just hold my breath as I walk to the table. How's that? Cause it's going to take us like two seconds to get there. I could hold my breath for that long. I could actually hold it to the back of the restaurant probably, but <laughs> right. So, I mean, to me, you know, I, I definitely, I find some of it, um, you know, some of it doesn't make sense to me. You know, it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me, especially when I, when you, when you see, and I know this because I went to Denver, uh, last week and, and you have to wear masks indoors there too. So, you know, I had a mask, but you know, I put that mask on and then I took it off, stuck it in my pocket, took it back out, put it in my mouth, you know, so my hands were all over that mask. Um, and, and that's, and I know I'm not different than anybody else. In the, in the handling of the masks, you know, when people have those disposable masks, they're not wearing that disposable mask to the grocery store and then throwing it away and then putting on a fresh one, you know, wherever they go and for whatever they do. But maybe some do, maybe some do, maybe some take it real, like 
hardcore like that. You know, the problem is not everybody's taking a hardcore like that. And, you know, some are just putting bandanas over their, over their face, which, um, you know, the research on that is that doesn't do jack crap. Um, anyway, I'm not here to talk about masks. You, You do you, you do whatever makes you feel safe and whatever's the law. You just do that and, you know, be happy. But, uh, when it comes to conversations, you know, I think, well, that's a good, that's a good, that's actually a good example. People that, that are pro-life and pro-choice when it comes to masks, you know, they should be able to, each side should be able to have a healthy conversation and really talk about it rather than, you know, shaming and yelling and being an idiot. I'm not a fan of being an idiot. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of being an idiot. I'm not a fan of being a moron. I'm not a fan of being a a jerk. I'm not a fan of being an asshole. I'm not a fan of being a douchebag. I'm not a fan of being a bitch. I'm not a fan of being a, a dickhead. I'm not a fan of being rude. I'm not a fan of being hateful. I'm not a fan of being bigoted. I'm not a fan of being racist. I'm not a fan of being homophobic. I'm not like, all those things are just shitty. You know, they're all just shitty and, and I'm not a fan of, of any of it. So, you know, my, my big thing in life, you know, like if I, for me, excuse me, hopefully that wasn't too loud. Um, for me at the, and I say that a lot. I just, as I'm saying that, I'm like, I say that too much. I need to work on that. But as I see it, (laughs) When I die, hopefully like in my hundreds, unless David Sinclair figures some stuff out with some kind of anti-aging drug. But when I die, I really want to be known as a good dude. Now, what's valuable to me and what's valuable to other people is fine. You know, some people want to be known for successful. Success. Somebody want to be known to change the world. Some want to be, and of course, yes, I, you know, I desire all those same things too, but I would really, it would mean a lot to me to get to the end of my life and that everyone that ever met me would have something to say good and not have to work at it. They wouldn't have to really think about it and they definitely wouldn't have to fucking lie, right? Well, he, he was passionate, which is, you know, right. In other words, I would want people to say, you know, he, he was, he was a kind guy. He was a good guy and perfect. No, for, for sure. Right. Definitely. I'm not perfect. I'm far from perfect. Um, I've never, ever claimed perfection ever, but I, I value kindness and I'm not sure why I value it so much. I had someone say that to me the other day. They said, you say that a lot, that that you you like kindness in others and you value kindness in yourself and you want to go down in history as a, a kind person. And, you know, I, I don't know why. I mean, maybe it was from my family. I don't know. There's obvious, There's clearly a reason why, I'm sure. I just value it, right? I value that. I've, there's, you know, there's a lot of things I value in life. A lot of things, a lot of things. I mean, I I love, you know, one of the reasons I live in America for right now, um, you never know. I've, I've talked about 
at some point in my life moving. I'd like to live in other parts of the world before I die. But, you know, I love living in the land of the free. You know, I'm living the American dream. I work for myself. I do my own thing. You know, I started a business 20 some years ago and I'm still doing it today. And, and I, you know, I built my business now. My business is not, it's locally huge, but it's not, it's not huge in the sense of like globally at all, but it's like a, I, I have a pretty successful local business where I'm a, I'm a wedding officiant. Um, uh, but it's not a, it's not a business that you could necessarily, well, you definitely can't get rich on it. Um, which I've never, I've, well, never, that's not probably true. I I'm not, I don't value wealth as much as uh, meaningful work, work that I enjoy, work that gives me freedom. You know, like if someone said, Hey man, if you could work 90 hours a week, you could make double the amount of money. Eh, I make enough money. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't value uh, wealth to the point that I'm willing to sacrifice my soul and give up my, my freedoms and, and give up my yeah, I, I'm just that's you know that that's just not a value of mine. Now, I would love and I plan on being successful, you know, even more so to a, on a financial level. I plan on you know being able to to turn my business into a, a much more successful business. Uh, I'm working on that even now. And part of that, part of my business in particular, back to the main theme of what we're talking about today. For me, it there I go again. As I see it, me being able to have healthy conversations with people that have different opinions has been very, very important in me building my business. And I guess it's because of this, because I don't value being polarizing. You know, and, and, and maybe, you know, and I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying being a polarizing figure is bad. It works. And, and having a tribe works. I mean, it really does. I, I, I see the value in those things, you know, finding your tribe and digging down in it and, and being a 1% within that. I mean, I get it. Um, but different strokes for different folks. And so for what I do, you know, I deal with, Democrats and Republicans, Christians and non-Christians, atheists and and Catholics and Buddhists and Hindus and like you know what I do for a living, I literally work with everybody. And I think it's because I'm able to um I'm I'm able to to walk that line, I guess. And it's not like I even try to walk the line. It just is how I walk. I think I just, I guess I see things a little bit more down the middle of the road. I've just, I can, I can hear an argument even, even when it's like a, a Christian versus an atheist, you know, I can see kind of both sides. Like I literally can sit there and be like, yeah, he has a point there. That's, I mean, I've thought the same thing and on both sides, you know, it's like on both sides. I'm like, yeah, okay. I can see a little bit of that, a little bit of that and a little, and, and I don't know, I don't know. I'm not sure where that comes from um, because I was raised in a, in a, in a very, you know, evangelical Christian home and, and my, my family is still very evangelical Christian and, and, you know, they're, they're fine people. Um, 
so I'm not sure w- what what planet I'm from. You know, I know I wasn't a- adopted by my my mom. Uh, my biologic father has passed. My stepdad, who I call my dad, uh, came into my life when I was seven. Uh, so I guess I'm not a, you know, I'm not an, an alien, or I wasn't adopted, and, and that explains why I have the thoughts and opinions that I have. <laughs> nurture nature. You know, it's funny. You can be, you can have nature, nurture all that stuff, and yet you still have your own journey. You, you know, it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like my good friend that was raised in an evangelical Bible thumping home, and he was gay, and um, even though his family, you know, tried to heal him of that, which is so ridiculous, but you know, uh, prayed out of him, <laughs> you know, it didn't work. He was he was born gay, and he'll die gay. Just that's the way he's going to live. And uh, good for him. I'm I'm glad that he chose to be himself and not live under the the opinions of of uh, others, including his family. All right, so that's my thoughts for the day. My this particular episode is I just want to challenge you and encourage you to separate your thoughts and your opinions, your your beliefs from who you are. And that way, when you have conversations with someone, you know, you can, you can discuss with them about your beliefs and their beliefs. And I think that'll lead to a healthier discussion. There's no point in attacking someone when it's just their beliefs. It's just their beliefs. Just like if they tried to attack you based upon your beliefs. So I guess the moral of the story is do unto others as you would have them do unto you. All right, guys, be good to each other. Peace.